Welcome back. We have some facts and figures on jailbreaks in the state, and three charter schools get a big boost to their funds. I'm Mike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. It isn't always as easy to break out of jail as they sometimes make it seem on TV, but it does happen. Federal and state agencies don't keep stats on jailbreaks, but AL.com's Amy Yurkinen took a look at some of Alabama's stats, and the numbers may be higher than you'd expect, and there's anecdotal evidence that escapes may be on the rise in some places. Now, escapees are almost always apprehended within hours, but they require resources to track down, and there is the occasional fugitive who steals a car or manages to go on a crime spree. But here are some of the facts and figures that Amy was able to uncover. Court records show that there were 45 escapees from Alabama jails in 2017 alone. There were four inmates who escaped twice each in that year. Sheriffs in Calhoun, Marion, and Lauderdale counties said they had more breakouts in the last two years than the entire decade before. The biggest recent jailbreak numbers-wise was the peanut butter conspiracy at the Walker County Jail in July 2017. That was where inmates used peanut butter to cover up a door number so a relatively new officer would open up the wrong door, one that went outside. Another man escaped the Lauderdale jail by stuffing pillows and books under his sheet to resemble a body, then cutting into the wall. In other places, five inmates waited out a thunderstorm to tunnel out through a hole in a concrete wall, and just a couple months back, five others crawled out of jail through the ventilation system. What's incredible is that I've seen every one of those Dukes of Hazard episodes. Amy spoke with G. Larry Mays, who's a professor at New Mexico State who studied jails extensively and is considered an expert on the subject. Mays says that rural jails have more problems, and we've seen evidence that that's true, but he says those rural jails are often older and designed more poorly than jails in bigger places. To upgrade or replace those facilities is expensive. I mean, the U.S. average is about $50,000 per bed for building a new jail. But raising taxes for that purpose, and often for anything in Alabama, isn't a popular thing. Mays also pointed out that sheriffs come from the law enforcement side, and detention of inmates is a whole nother skill set. And staffing problems can force sheriffs and police chiefs to use fewer officers at the jail to have enough on the street. Now those are just some highlights I picked out from Amy's story. Read the whole thing, y'all to go to al.com slash reckon. That's R-E-C-K-O-N. Scroll down, it's not too far from the top. Now think about what your school could have done with an extra million bucks. First thing I would have had mine do is upgrade from that film strip projector that we wheeled from one class to another. And each time the teacher would have to relearn how to get it started and she'd always put it in backward the first time. Now I don't guess they have to worry about that now. But AL.com's Trisha Powell Crane reports that three Alabama public charter schools have received federal grants of more than a million dollars. Those schools are Excel Day and Evening Academy in Mobile, University Charter School in Livingston, and Legacy Prep in Birmingham. Now, they won't get all the money as a lump sum, but it'll be spread over three to five years, depending on which school. Trish says there were 32 charter schools across the country that received the grants as part of a program to help newer charter schools that are trying to replicate some of the high-quality ones out there. This is the first time that schools from Alabama have won grant money from the program. 
Everybody watch the weather today. We were seeing some late strengthening into Hurricane Michael overnight. By the time you're hearing this, you ought to know more than I do as I'm recording it, and these things can change quickly one way or another. But it's already pretty evident that prayers and helping hands are in order for a good piece of the northern Gulf Coast. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, come see us anytime at AL.com.